bonus episode of how to survive until you're published tips on getting through writer's block with Allison Jervis. Um, hello, welcome to a bonus episode of how to survive until you publish the podcast because if you're drowning in words, so are we, and you might as well not do it alone. We are here with Allison and we are going to talk to a speed round of different ideas for overcoming writer's block that people have sent in or we've heard people talk about. Uh, so to start us off, one was go for a walk. We kind of already talked about that in the main episode that yeah. Allison was on. And I will say it again, go for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> Walks are awesome. Okay, next one, read something. What do you guys think about that? For me, it probably depends on what I'm trying to write about. But if, like, let's say you're working on a historical fiction piece and, and you need more background info, yeah, absolutely read something. Get a hold of a primary source and have at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I I even like that for fantasy because sometimes yeah. there are familiar tropes in fantasies or, mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe there's an aspect. Like, I don't know, Shadow and Bone. I really loved how the fold and this geographic feature is so crucial to the story. So it's like, oh. Mm-hmm. What would a fantasy world be like where that's the main, or one of the main plot devices, right? Something to do with the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I feel like reading in your genre, like I'm always like, okay, what kind of tropes am I using? What's the relation? Because I'm a character driven. So like, what's the relationship between my characters? And then I go see if I can find a book that's similar to that and then just read it and build ideas from it. I like that. Okay, another another one's um, write a scene I know in my head and I'm excited to write. That one is probably one of my favorites because I kind of pick scenes that I write in my head before I go to bed at night because <laughs> like my brain does not stop running. It doesn't. It just doesn't. And I lay down in bed and I usually pass out within like five or ten minutes, but I still have a scene. I'm like, I still have a scene. And so I'll just start writing the scene. And that usually puts me to sleep pretty quick. So so do you have like your laptop out in bed? Are you writing by hand? Or are you typing it on your phone? Just thinking about it in my head. That's what I usually do. But I, I did that a lot. Yeah, I did that a lot as a kid. I used to write full like chapters in my head just with words in my head while like on road trips I would like stare out the window and just my family's like what's wrong with Amy like (laughs) what's going on over there and I'm just like in my head writing these books and yeah I'm a a weird kid it's fine (laughs) (laughs) no that's awesome I love learning about other writers processes that's different for everyone yeah yeah I like that because I'm an outliner, but I also don't like writing chronologically. So if I know a key plot point that I'm actually excited to write about, sometimes switching it up is good. It means I have to go back and edit a lot to piece it together because it is just like this haphazard mess that doesn't <laughs> actually, it's not always cohesive, but yeah. I like that. This one here says pursue other hobbies. So for me, I don't really have any other hobbies. And that's mostly because I have two small children. So today, my girls are my hobby because it is hard enough trying to get the time to write to begin with. <laughs> so if I find the time where my kids aren't um, 
whining, I guess. That's their favorite thing right now is to whine about anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go go hide somewhere and write. Yeah, I love that. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Completely fair. Maybe even like a hobby that you currently have. Just make time for it, you know? I don't know. Reset your yeah. mind a little with something else that's creative. I do like coloring. Coloring is so much fun. I'll have to tie it find some time to color <laughs> yeah color maybe that will like help you process writer's block i don't know maybe good i think maybe they meant with this one too like finding a hobby that you could do where you're i don't know because i've heard from other people not necessarily this like short little thing but finding something that you don't have to use your brain for so maybe like, like a hobby like that yeah like coloring, like coloring. or like knitting mm-hmm. or something you know so mm-hmm. you can like think about your story still while you're doing it i don't know Hmm. Maybe I'll have to try that. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting idea. Yeah. Okay. okay. I kind of like this one. Oh. Uh, reread something I wrote that I loved. Oh, that's a good one. That's such a good one. I've done that before. It gets me so hyped. I'm like, look at it, and I'm like, I'm a good writer. There was one time I wrote this awesome, awesome scene between my two main characters that I thought was so cute and I gave it to my sister-in-law and I was like so excited and she was like oh yeah that's really nice and in my mind I'm like (laughs) 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 but you know it's yeah you have to be proud of yourself you know okay let's do the next one write a scene I don't care about what do you guys think about that I'll let you guys go first yeah you don't care about like a scene you don't want to write you're you're like dreading it you don't really care about it maybe so 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 my my thought was that it's just something totally separate totally different and you can just kind of do whatever you want with it and just it's not gonna go anywhere it's not gonna it's just like a scene you're not like you have to get perfect you can just write it so like it's kind oh, of like okay. just taking like a just taking like a like a simple writing prompt, you know. Talk about Sally who met Greg at the grocery store. You know, I don't know. Um, like something not necessarily related to your manuscript, just to get yeah. like the creative mindset. Flow. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's okay. how I, that's how I think I, of it. Yeah, I get that. I used to to do like those little writing prompts like you were talking about. Um, in one of the writing classes that I took in college. And I remember there was one, this one liner that they put on the board. And I remember thinking, this is so bizarre. Like, what am I going to do with this? And I ended up turning that one line into the short story about a guy who matches with a witch on Tinder. And like, I love that. That's great. <laughs> like adventures figuring out like, oh my gosh, this is like 21st century, um, dating but i'm dating a witch oh my god <laughs> it's like bewitched that's you know? <laughs> oh, fun so, yeah, when you when you explain it that way that's that's a good one yeah i was gonna say otherwise i was like i don't know because like you should care about each scene in your manuscript because right. it should be very intentional so but like i mean also it's good to kind of like for example if you if i wanted to explore my characters a little bit I, I could, like, take one of my main characters and just, like, write about a daily task that they do that I probably wouldn't mention in my manuscript and just kind of, like, 
explain what happens about them. Um, this is also like really random too, but kind of along the same lines. I was thinking about it the other day about certain habits that I have. I thought about how would my character do this, you know? And so like, so like, you know, kind of thinking about and maybe writing those just as practice, just as kind of getting yourself out of your head and just saying, I can delete this if I want, or, you know, I can light it on fire. That's fine. You know, just kind of, <laughs> just kind of, it doesn't matter. Just kind of do it, you know, put it out there. Yeah, I guess I could get behind that. Yeah. Um, it kind of ties back to something you said in like the actual episode, Allison, about writing scenes from a different character's POV. Because I think it can give you perspective on your story. Yeah, no, that's true. That is very true. It's huge. I've never done that, actually. I'm totally me yeah. too. You should definitely give it a try. Is it what happened? Yeah, Megan, Megan gave me an idea to take two of my characters and make them like the protagonists. Because uh-huh. I, I do, I do dual POV. That's kind of like how I roll. And so I was like, oh my gosh. Megan's just like blowing my mind over here. <laughs> hey, you've done that with my stories before too. I didn't realize my main character needed a love interest until it was like, God, Megan, what if you put in this? I was like, oh, that like actually makes the plot a lot better. But yeah. See, yeah. I'm like the romance, like, you know, cheerleader. I'm so weird about it. I don't know. Anyway. Well, I think, I think there should be this is going to sound super cheesy, but I think there should be love in in your writing only because it can take a different, like, form. It doesn't have to be, like, a romantic type yeah. of Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, like, familial or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, well, I think it's just, like, a human relationship and, like, emotion that we all want to feel and be able to relate to. So I think it just brings another depth whether it's romantic love or whether it is like friendship love or familial love because there are so many different types of it so it's like it's an important thing to have right yeah yeah sarah eden um gave a class way back at Storymakers, like in 2017 where she talked about that and i really want to like track down like some notes on that class because um she talks about how love in, is in every book it's not always romantic love, but if you can build on it, it just brings out so many more emotions from your characters. And it just, it can totally take a huge change. That's awesome. Okay, let's do one more. Allison, do you want to pick? Oh, okay. I'm looking here. There was one that I saw. Talk to someone else. Okay, I guess that, or watch me. These are all really good. Um... I guess talk to someone else because you never know what can inspire you. Um, so that's a good one. Talk to someone else. So I'm thinking there was in my second book, which is The Silence Between Us, um, where the main character is um, deaf. And I don't really think this is a spoiler, but the book's been out since 2019. So <laughs> if you haven't read it yet, <laughs> no. Yeah, fair warning. Um, it's a charm risk, if you will. But she gives this presentation in one of her classes about this um, 
event or, or protest that took place at Gallaudet, which is the uh, first deaf university in, in the United States. And this was back in the 80s and it was called Deaf President Now. And the reason that worked its way into the book was because at the time I was writing The Silence Between Us, I was working in deaf services and a lot of um, the people that I would work with in similar agencies were deaf. And one person that I worked with frequently just told us the story about how he had gone down to DC to protest when this was happening and just like, the way that he was describing what it was like to be there with everyone um, and just like that sense of unity they had was just like really powerful. And so I left that conversation thinking, okay, I have to put that in my book somehow. I don't know what it's going to look like, but it's going to be in there. I love that. And it made it, so you never know, you really never know what talking to someone can make you think of. Surprise yourself. Yeah, I love that. I totally, totally can attest to that, mostly because I've got Megan. <laughs> she's she's the one that pulls my story out of its when it's stuck in a hole because it gets stuck a lot. You should uh, give yourself more credit. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, it's there. But yeah, I, I get, I feel like I've redone my characters like four times now, but every time I I get back in there. I'm like, okay, I'm restarting. Megan's like, okay, yeah, let's rethink this. And it's just helpful. It's just really nice to have somebody else to just kind of bounce it off. And I'm also a very, I'm, I, I learn as I talk. That's kind of what I tell my husband. I learn as I talk. And so just talking it out to somebody um, is like just very helpful um, because it helps me think through things out loud kind of get it out in in a different space than just in my head so I do like though Allison how you said that it wasn't like an even a conversation focused on your writing per se or like mm -hmm. focused yeah just between writers even it was just an everyday conversation that they were talking about that had such power that like really inspired you and helped you find something so I think yeah. it's yeah just even everyday conversations looking for those. Okay. Well, I think a lot of the other ones are really good that we didn't get time to, but we can post a list of all the different writer's block tips we have. And if anyone else has any, you should definitely send them to us and maybe we'll talk about it more or maybe we'll just throw them out there into social media. Thanks again, Allison. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Because if you're drowning in words, so are we. And you might as well not do it alone. <laughs>